0: Radio Sport. Good evening and welcome to Friday Sport Preview on another chilly evening here on the Isle of Man. I'm Rob Pritchard, here with you to take a look at the sporting action taking place on this final weekend before Christmas. Coming up tonight, Peel are looking to hold off the charge of Corinthians at the top of the Canada Life Men's Premier League, going into the latest round of fixtures this Saturday. In rugby, Southern Nomads face a tough trip away in the Cheshire Bowl on the Wirral tomorrow in the sole fixture, involving Manx teams this time around. And in golf, Island star Anna Dawson is preparing for a huge chance starting tomorrow to get her name in the prestigious Ladies European Tour for next year. That is all to come this evening. starting with football then tonight and as i mentioned it is the final weekend of fixtures across the divisions before we take a little break over the christmas period and amazingly even though the weather has been extremely chilly and very baltic we don't seem to have had too many postponements so there have been a couple we'll get round to those in just a moment so now it seems a perfect time to bring in tony meppham tony you've made it up here
1: Good evening to you, Rob. Yeah, over the years, we were just talking about it. I've got the experience of that right hander coming up and left hander going down, so I'll be dodging that Seasoned when I go veteran. home. But uh, yeah, this morning it was a bit shaky going to work on the roads at uh, half past seven. but... Uh, We got here in one piece. I know there's a few accidents lying around this morning. And let's just hope that uh, tonight the frost isn't too bad. It's not looking good at the moment with two matches being postponed. And uh, tomorrow morning the sun comes up early and we can get thawed out. Should have a full uh, programme on what's left. But at the moment it's looking very doubtful that we'll get a full programme.
0: Well, fingers crossed that we do. Well, let's take a look into Saturday then. All games kicking off at two o'clock. We'll start with the Canada Life Men's Premier League. All those games, as it stands at least, going ahead. And first up, we have the team that are trying to bear down on Peel at the top of the league. That is Corinthians, still undefeated, and they host bottom of the table St George's.
1: Yeah, well, I've got to be honest here, Rob, because I know we had a private chat off air. I just thought Corinthians last week would have found it a little bit uh, tough going. Uh, Certainly a great result uh, for them against Union Mills. Played ever so well in the first 25 minutes. And then uh, even though they went down to 10 players, I thought that would the end of it. I thought Union Mills would just shine through with the attacking force that they had uh, but uh, Corinthians resilient at the back played really well and uh, St. George is uh, going to try and cause a few problems tomorrow afternoon. Don't know the squad news Johnny Myers is usually pretty good to come through but probably still trying to sort that one out but uh, Ben Qualtrough uh, certainly has got uh, I think uh, Joe Middleton and uh, Jay Chatwood up front again Jay had a great game last week and then uh, defensively Stuart smith being really good Jack Curran the goalkeeper holds his place. Adam Killian's suspension is finished but he's going to stay with Jack because Jack's done nothing wrong and well done to uh, him but you know right the way through the team I know they're going to miss Danny uh, Gerard. he'll be suspended but I just think uh, St George's are going to find it a little bit tough against the team that aligns second in the league don't forget St George's are bottom so I'll go for Corinthians take maximum points
0: Very well, and then we look to Moran, and they'll be hosting St John's.
1: Yeah, some calculations going on with this one, Rob, because this is qualification uh, for the Railway Cup, and on my sums, if uh, St John's uh, score uh, four goals... uh, or should I say, win by four goals, then they go into the semi-final draw. But they've still got another game in hand on that one, and that one's against uh, Ramsey. So they're going to try and do the job tomorrow. Had a sneaky uh, sort of uh, preview of uh, the squad, and uh, Dean uh, Lease is uh, back in. Callum Taggart is back in as well. Uh, But it does look as if there's doubt uh, on Sam Ingham, so we're waiting here on that one. As well with Moran, home advantage. It's a tighter pitch. Might uh, suit um, Moran better. Uh, but uh, with those two boys up front for St John's I think they're going to get the win but whether they get enough to get qualified for the Decart Railway Cup I'm not too sure on that one but I'll go for St John's to win
0: Very well, and one of those names you mentioned there Dean Lees, a huge one to be bringing back into the fold well let's uh, look out to the next one we've got Peel. Top of the league, of course, at the moment with a nice little five-point cushion at the top. As I've mentioned, they'll want to hold off Corinthians in second this weekend. But this could be a bit of a tricky test for them. They're away at Laxey tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I'm not too sure because a couple of weeks ago, Rob, um, you know, Laxey I thought would have uh, won in the game that they were at. But uh, it didn't happen. I watched them and they just sort of struggled. And uh, I know tomorrow there's a few missing. I think, um, you know, certainly uh, Brodie Patience is uh, missing. One or two others as well. Uh, wait and see if Tom Smith's okay. I thought he might have picked up an injury uh, at training this week. Uh, but Peel, I think, pretty well all there. Lee Gale is not available, but uh, Reese Oates will be there. And uh, when you look at uh, Taylor Andrews bombing down that right-hand side, uh, they've got uh, Scott Horn in that midfield. They're sort of instrumental to it. They didn't play for FC Allemane last year for being just an average player. They're really good players. And I think um, they're sort of way they attack forward down them lines and through that middle can cause a few problems. So I'm gonna go for appeal to him.
0: Very well. And then we've got what could be an, another interesting battle in the north of the island. Ramsey hosting Air United, two teams still trying to push for a place in the Railway Cup I believe
1: Yeah they are and uh, Air United's uh, the one because uh, you know Ramsey it's uh, sort of uh, tough for them at the moment Air have got three to play uh, and uh, they've got to pick up pretty well maximum points and Ramsey if they win this one uh, sort of takes Air out of it as uh, I've worked out I think uh, Ramsey the way they've played over the last uh, couple of weeks will look pretty strong and I think uh, they're going to make it very very difficult for Air. Played at Ballacolone great surface to play on I know it could be a little bit uh, sort of uh, hard, uh, with a bit of frost kicking around, but I don't think that'll spoil the game if it does get the go-ahead on it, and that's why I go for the home team to win.
0: Very well, and then rounding off the Canada Life Men's Premier League tomorrow, Douglas High School Old Boys, they'll be at home against Russian United. Yeah, when you
1: look at uh, Old Boys, 11th in the league, Russian United climbing up a little bit now, picking up some useful points. Uh, They're in 8th, they've played 10 for 11, as where Old Boys have played 9 for 8. Robbie Ward's uh, team there will be uh, hoping to try and uh, sort themselves out if they can with whatever players are available. They've got some good young players who've come through, have sort of uh, helped the age, average age come down a little bit but I just think uh, at the moment Nick Robinson's team are playing better than they have been at that start of the season getting a more balanced team out there now and I'm going to go for Russian to take the points.
0: Very well, let's take a look then at DPS Limited Division 2 We did have five games down, there are now four Tony will uh, bring the information in a moment and uh, St Mary's of course with a nice big gap at the top of the table at the moment having played a couple of games more than those just in behind them and one of those teams in behind them, Michael United it's they who see their game off
1: yeah, unfortunately, and um, we've just found this out, so we'll be in touch with Michael as soon as uh, we're allowed, uh, but uh, sent centre, the pitch is there uh, frozen, they looked at it this morning, it was hard, and tonight there's been no improvement at all, so they've made the early decision um, on that one, and uh, the ground staff have been involved in that as well, and it's going to be the story of it, I think, Rob, is where uh, it all sort of defrosts quickly and allows the games to uh, go ahead, but... Michael slipped behind again because they've only played eight, the three games behind St. Mary's. So if uh, St. Mary's game goes ahead tomorrow at Colby, um, they get the points, they go further ahead and also will have played four games more.
0: Well, speaking of St. Mary's, yes, they are hopefully involved in one of the four games that are now taking place across Division 2 tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and uh, Governor's Athletic, uh, bottom of the league, St. Mary's top of the league, so you you've got a rough idea of where this one's going to go. Uh, St Mary's last week, I know they beat Braddon 2-0, but it's a nice old battle with them, and there's two really good sides, and uh, I think Alex Harrison's really chuffed with the way St Mary's are going, they're sorting things out, they're getting a pattern of play now, and um, you know, well done to them, Uh, they're playing in the right uh, sort of way, keeping the ball on the deck and passing to each other, when you've got talent like uh, Joe Canaper, Un Canaper there as well, Jamie Skillen, you can do that sort of thing, but defensively they've looked strong as well, And even though uh, one or two key players last week for Braddon were having a right good go at uh, St Mary's, it didn't quite uh, come off for them. So I'm going to go for St Mary's. It's horrible to say, a comfortable win.
0: And then we have uh, a bit of a Douglas derby. Douglas and District against Douglas Athletic.
1: Yeah, and again, it's going to be on the day. Whichever uh, team has the strongest squad, Uh, Douglas and District 7th, Douglas Athletic 8th. Eight games played by both, eight game, uh, eight points on the board, so pretty equal uh, game to uh, sort of go and watch. Uh, D&D's uh, pitch should be okay uh, there. It's just above uh, the swimming pool, so uh, it's a little bit sort of, if you like, sheltered uh, compared to Paul Rose and uh, Douglas Athletics at the top. I think D- Douglas and Disco will just win it.
0: Very well, and then Braddon, who you mentioned before, that narrow loss to St Mary's last week. They're at home to Colby this time around.
1: Yeah, I was impressed with uh, uh, Braddon last week and uh, Joe Burroughs, I think it was, at the back uh, for them, really strong. Uh, but right the way through, Callum Holden as well, looks as if he's got something about him in front of goal. Uh, but uh, Colby do have uh, the league's top goal scorer, I think, uh, in uh, uh, Jordan Edge. And if they can sort of contain him, then it might just uh, stop uh, Colby from posing a threat here. Got a bit of a bet on at work with someone in this one who's going to play for Colby and he reckons that they're going to do all right. I saw enough last week to say that I think Braddon have got a great opportunity in getting promoted this year if they can keep the consistency going. Some talent there and it'll only grow for them. Going to go for Braddon to win.
0: Very well, we shall see. And finally, in DPS Limited Division 2 this weekend, uh, Castletown, who are up in the mix toward the top of the table as well. A couple of games in hand, a bit like Michael United. They're away to Foxdale.
1: Yeah, Castletown third, Fox, uh, Foxdale are sixth. And uh, Castletown have got so much uh, to go for them up front. But when you look at the game games they've played. Seven, Rob. Uh, they haven't uh, had much football, so a little bit ring rusty. I don't know if there's any of the players missing uh, due to uh, going away. I'm just thinking that the Silver Boys, um, you know, they've uh, travelled in from a good distance, so they might have gone already. Uh, but if have got them out there, I think um, Foxdale know that they've got a bit of a challenge on their hands. And it just shows you from 12 months ago where Castletown are now. And I watched this game uh, earlier on last year and, uh, you know, Foxdale played really well against the Castatown team, but now it's reversed the other way,
0: and I'm going to go for Castatown take maximum points. Very well, well, let's quickly rattle through the combination division fixtures this weekend, three fixtures in Canada Life. Combi one.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, St John's, who are playing against uh, Union Mills, you're going to go for, I think, uh, St John's just to win this one. Uh, they've had a good uh, season, I think, back in the top uh, flight, and uh, they're going well at the moment, so I'm going to go for them against Union Mills to win
0: we also have Russian versus Air, and Peel versus Ramsey.
1: Two of the top sides there: Russian and Peel. Uh, Russian or beat Air. Uh, I think uh, Russian last week had a bit of a scare, didn't he? Uh, when they were two down and then they ended up uh, 3-2 winners. So, got to go for uh, Russian to win that. Peel against Ramsey, that'll be another cracking game. But I just think uh, Peel have got so much quality in there with the younger players. One or two experience. I think Karen Christian's been chucking the boots on and uh, playing in there. And he's an excellent player. Great to bring young players through with people like him in the squad. I have to go for Peel to take maximum points.
0: Very well. And uh, last but certainly not least, moving on to DPS Limited, combination two, three games there, there now. There were originally four.
1: There was, and uh, let's go through the one that's postponed. Paul Rose against uh, Malou. Uh, Malou have been uh, notified we had this one just after lunch. Uh, Paul Rose's uh, pitch is uh, frozen, and uh, in their view, with the weather forecast and everything, it's not going to recover. That's fine. But uh, Michael against uh, Ramsey Youth Centre. You know, Michael are 10th, uh, Ramsey Centre are 2nd, uh, so I have to go for Ramsey Centre to win that. Colby against uh, Braddon, Colby are ninth and uh, Braddon are 5th, going to go for Braddon, just on league position, because uh, there's not too many points between them. And then the other one there, uh, Castletown against Castle uh, Castletown a little bit off the pace, not like their first team, which is unusual to be fair. Uh, so uh, Foxdale, I'm going to go for them just to beat them.
0: Very well. Uh, Those are your fixtures for Saturday in the Manx Footballing Divisions. Now, Tony, we've got around 60 seconds here. I know this isn't easy to answer (laughs) because you're still going to have to be crunching the numbers, I guess. But I will keep asking at the moment, uh, in terms of the D-Cart Railway Cup, what could happen this weekend in deciding what happens? Well, this
1: is the way I've sussed it out at the moment, is that if Ramsey beat Air, that takes uh, Air out of the competition. And if uh, Sir John's win by four clear goals against Moran, then we've got our four. The top four, or the top two at the moment, which is uh, Corinthians and Peel. Peel atop, top. They qualify. That would allow Union Mills to go in. They finish their 12 games on 22 points. And then the uh, fourth one uh, would be taken by St. John's. So we've still got plans to try and get the semi-finals on, on uh, Boxing Day if we can. Now, if Air do get beat tomorrow, and St. John's don't win uh, by four clear goals, they've still got an outstanding game against Ramsey. Route, uh, Peel, uh, St John's sorry, have floodlights so if the two clubs could get it together we could then put the rear-end game on next Wednesday the 21st and then we could still get the semi-finals on on Boxing Day so there you go my head's battered now
0: I <laughs> think you'd need a very long sheet of paper and a very uh, stubborn pen to get all these calculations down in the next couple of days let's hope we can get some more clarity over the next couple of days well Tony thank you very much and we'll be catching it with you very soon Thanks. Uh, turning to rugby, and just the one game involving Isle of Man teams is taking place in the final weekend before Christmas. Douglas had been due to take on Vale of Loon in the Regional 2 Northwest tomorrow. However, that's now been postponed due to a frozen pitch. Just one clash left then on the card, and that sees Southern Nomads travel to face world based Hoylake in the Cheshire Bowl on Saturday. Dave Christian reports on what challenge possibly lies ahead for the Manx side.
2: It's the Cheshire Bowl. It's uh, probably the weekend that nobody really wants to play either. It's difficult for uh, all teams, particularly around the last Saturday before Christmas. Uh, Southern Nomads are due to travel to Hoy Lake. The game should have been played a little bit earlier in the season but um, travel has been a little bit difficult for everybody this season and uh, Nomads, I don't know whether they left the booking late or uh, they just didn't have availability on the timings that they needed but uh, they were due to travel to Hoylake a little while back, I think it was the 8th of November. Uh, no travel or no viable travel arrangements available for them, so uh, they missed out on the game. They're traveling to Hoylake this weekend. The teams playing in the English Clubs Championship get a little break here because there's a pressure on them from the divisional organising committee there to make sure that the games are played if there's uh, a flight involved. And uh, that means that they have to find another venue or the home club has to find another venue. There's a couple of places have all-weather surfaces. There's one at Burnage near Manchester. I know Ramsey have played on that a couple of times in the past, so the pressure's on. There's no such fallback in the Cheshire Bowl competition with it being a little bit of a lower level. Hoylake, unfortunately for Nomads, are in a very strong position right now. They play in Vagabonds League, uh, Counties 3 ADM. Uh, They're top of the table, Uh, they've played 10-1-9 and have one draw in there. Uh, Maximum 50 points from those 10 matches and they've taken 46 of them. Uh, So Hoylake on a little bit of a run of form right now. And of course in the Cheshire Bowl, uh, they've already beaten Ramsey and Ellesmere Port in this particular pool and look like they're going to go through to the final, which is in February. There's a highly improbable set of, if so, uh, if Southern Nomads can go to Hoylake uh, Saturday afternoon, pick up a win, beat Hoylake by... 39 points or more and deny Hoylake a bonus point, Ramsey could go through. Uh, but I think uh, the form books suggest otherwise. Uh, Nomads have got the players capable of unlocking Hoylake's defence, out in the back line in particular. Uh, the likes of Tony Quinn, out-and-out out Paceman. He's got a tremendous amount of skill. Will Tasier as well. Uh, that back line at Southern Nomads is something to be very cautious of. Um, where they may struggle a little bit, though, is in the forwards. A uh, set of gnarly old forwards at Hoylake. Uh, they know what they're doing. If the pitch it is not frozen, it could be very soft underfoot but that will suit the team with a bigger pack, and I suspect that's going to be Hoylake. Uh, Southern Nomads, uh, the pack's going to probably be a little bit lighter. I know that Ori Watterson, who is one of the form players in the Southern Nomads pack, he's indicated he's out until at least the new year with a knee injury, possibly the rest of this season, and they're really going to miss him. Uh, he's a combative character, always gets in the mix and uh, carries the ball really well. Uh, maybe Harry Brereton might step up to the mark, uh, Harry's a veteran now but uh, uh, again a capable operator in the back row and uh, knows what he's doing from the number eight position but he maybe just doesn't quite offer the same going forward as Ari Watterson would so uh, maybe some problems for nomads in the forwards but uh, I think fingers crossed on the weather first, that pitch at lake has got to have a, a little bit of chance to thaw out and maybe the weather tonight will be a bit kinder for them and uh, they'll be looking for an early kick-off as well, I think it's scheduled for a one o'clock kickoff there at Hoylake uh, tomorrow. So, tough times for Southern Nomads. Uh, they've got it all stacked up, but uh, I don't think Ramsey at this stage are, are particularly concerned about making flight arrangements for the final in February because uh, Hoylake are looking at possibly a little bit too strong for Nomads.
0: Manx Radio Sport. Dave Christian with that report there and finally tomorrow sees the start of a big weekend for one of the Isle of Man's top golf stars Anna Dawson is competing in the final qualifier of the Ladies European Tour Qualifying School at Real Golf La Manga Club in Spain from Saturday until next Wednesday well after progressing through the pre qualifier event last weekend she along with 146 other international players will be vying for the chance to earn a tour card for the prestigious Ladies European Tour next year well I caught up with Anna this week to get her thoughts on how the important pre qualifier event went and on taking part in the final stage over the coming days.
3: It did go well. I think, obviously, if you look in and see at the scores, that did look like maybe there was a bit of a blip in round two. But, no, I played well. I was really happy with how I played. Obviously, it was a very different experience. I've actually only played one four four day four-round tournament before. So, even just that was quite mentally like challenging as well before the four rounds started as well we had three four days of practice rounds so it's been a long few days definitely happy of how I played I was happy with how I responded after day two after getting off to a nice start it was a bit disappointing to go out and let so many shots just kind of get away from me but yeah I was really happy with how I responded to go out and shoot level the next day probably wanted to do a bit better take a bit more pressure off the last day because I knew the wind was going to get back up again but it just gave me a chance to kind of like steady up, and then you know give myself at least a chance to go out and shoot a good round on the last day and to do it on the course where I'd struggled on as well I think made it a bit nicer of a note to finish on
0: a quality field of players all round the fact that only a handful actually made it to under par come the end what does it say about how tough the conditions might have been out there for everyone
3: yeah I think it was yeah surprising there was a lot of really good players from obviously pros and then you got amateurs Those girls who played Curtis Cup this year who were here who haven't got through so it's been really good you know getting to play at another high level and see kind of how I can do it that standard but yeah the, the weather shows a lot obviously there was a mixture of scores in there It was definitely like any golf course. If you play well, obviously, you can shoot a good score. But for the most part, it wasn't easy. It's long. Obviously, it's very different to playing at home. You haven't got the run and all that that we're kind of used to. So it is a different style of golf. So getting used to that alone. But yeah, I was happy with how I handled it. I've got my boyfriend, Will, on the bag. And he's kind of used to being in this environment as well. He played Q School this year. So that's definitely made a difference as well. But to have three rounds... I would have been under par four, I think gives me a lot of confidence going into next week. But, you know, I can be one of them players to finish under par next time.
0: You made it into the mix, you're into the final qualifier starting on the 17th. What are the sort of things you're taking from the pre-qualifier experience that you can maybe take into the final qualifier, which of course is at the same venue?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, it's really good to, I've played each course now four times. So it makes a difference kind of like, you know, knowing where you go in some of the clubs and the shots that you've hit going to play another couple practice rounds in the next two days as well and you know just kind of see maybe there is some different ways like do a few things but obviously now on each course as well I've had a good round so I know that I can go out and shoot low on them courses and just kind of you know try not to do anything too crazy it's five rounds so it's still a long tournament so don't need to do anything silly just need to you know be comfortable and just be consistent and hopefully you know see where that leaves me
0: what would it mean to you to you know to be successful out there in the final qualifier if you manage it and to get yourself a tour card
3: oh well obviously so much i mean since the beginning of a year it's what i've been preparing for all year i've played so many tournaments in the uk to just try and get used to you know being back out and competing which hasn't been easy with COVID. COVID over the last couple of years you know just the nerves of playing after not not doing it were were very high so I feel comfortable after playing and yeah it's good I'm I am happy with how everything's gone but it is so different to everything else I've played all year as much as you can prepare for it there's only so much you can do but you know it's the ultimate goal to get a European tour card and go out there and compete and do well every week so hopefully I can just give myself a chance to do that
0: manx radio sport that's all we have time for on friday sport preview this week on manx radio many thanks to my guests this week tony meppham dave christian and anna dawson have yourself a wonderful friday on this chilly evening whatever you're doing and have yourself a wonderful final weekend before christmas as well whatever you're doing so until next time it's bye for now the
2: nation's